Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Pick it, pick it. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Welcome to all of you all over the world. And I'll be more specific about where in the world in just a moment. But um, thank you for joining us again on the Keys and Gray podcast. Okay. I'm Richard Keys, and muttering away in the background mm-hmm. is uh, is my mate. Oh, yeah, I am Andrew Mullen Gray. Yes, yes, I am. Y- you are. Yes, you are. I can but confirm what's that. more interesting, arguably more interesting than the content of the podcast is, where in the world are you and how are you? Me? Yes. Well, there's no one else here. Oh, right. Well, oh, sorry, sorry, son. I thought you'd give me that quiz again. Where in the world are you? I was no, 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 no. My clothes. Where, where are you? Oh, great. And how are you? Well, I am about, I am about one mile away from you at the right. moment. I am in, in, in quarantine, <laughs> in my final day of quarantine here in Doha. Um, I will be released into captivity um, sometime no, no, tomorrow. No, 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 you won't be released into captivity. <laughs> and, you'll be released from captivity. And obviously, you're going stir-crazy. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I'll be, I'll be released into captivity because I'm coming out of here oh, into yes, lockdown. Yes, you are. Yes, that's so true. So I'm in captivity again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you timed it really well. So, that's what I meant. I'm out of captivity into captivity. So, <laughs> very good. So it's really good. It's not quite as bad as lockdown, no. but there are further restrictive restrictions yeah. which will apply in our part of the world from the weekend. You're absolutely right. Correct. Anyway, let's get back to what it is we're here for. Um, really enjoyed talking with Platty last week, David very Platt. Good. Uh, we got some terrific reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told us some great stories. Um, he painted a really vivid picture, I think, of life at Manchester City with uh, Rebetto Mancini. Uh, those Aguero stories, Andy, I thought were sensational. Yeah, very good. Uh, and uh, as always, if you haven't heard Platy, 
then go back on the playlist and have a listen, particularly obviously if you're a Manchester City fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it was it was a it was a it was a terrific insight into what life was like uh, during that period of time when when the foundation stones went in, shall we say, mm. under Mancini. Um regular listeners will know that we spoke with Paul Stewart a couple of weeks back. Paul, of course, played for City. Um, amongst others, Spurs and Liverpool, England as well. And he's one of the brave survivors that have come forward to speak in graphic and disturbing terms about the abuse that they suffered, Andy, when yeah. when they were trying to make it in our sport. Uh, it really was a shameful episode in football history, and we're not going to let it go there. No. Real action, we believe, and I, I, I think you concur, Andy, yes, I do. Um, we believe, needs to be taken. Uh, aside from that we talked about, Last week was a statue or a piece of sculpture, a wall, a uh -huh. plaque, something that marks the bravery of the survivors and draws a line in the sand. We've started the ball rolling. I've spoken with Stewie this past week. Uh, he's on board. Uh, I, I speculate that the Daily Mirror might also be after conversations okay. that Paul has had That's with good. them. And over the coming weeks, we'll be talking about how you, those of you who are listening, can actually help in this respect. Mm, okay. Um, Welcome to all, uh, particularly if you've just found us. Uh, having done so, if you enjoy what you're about to hear, please do tell your mates about it. Uh, subscribe and follow us on whatever platform suits you, and you can follow and get in touch on Insta and Twitter, at Keys and Grey Pod. I do this every week, Keys and A-N-D, Keys and Grey Pod. Over the weeks, we've been monitoring the numbers. Uh, they are rocketing, Andrew. <laughs> Um, really? Each and every Excellent. week, we give a shout out to a location. Yeah, I promise you, Excellent. to a location where new listeners have popped up. This week, right. here we go. Right, we on. wanted a quiz. I have a very successful, world famous football culture. Right. Okay. That could be. That could be anywhere in the world. That could be anywhere. This week in the Champions League, October is a great time to visit. October is a great time to visit. Okay. That's just. That sounds like we're dealing with the southern hemisphere. Uh, it wouldn't be unusual at that time of the year to find people in Lederhosen. Germany. I <laughs> I am the capital of Bavaria. I am Munich. Munich. Willkommen yeah, to Munich. all our new yeah. listeners uh, in Munich in Germany. Yes. Willkommen indeed. Yes. Danke. I will say danke to all your people in Munich who are listening. Danke, danke. On that subject, what did you make this week of... <laughs> We might only be a mile apart, but the communication, it's always the, always the same, isn't it? It was perfect when we were at some three and a half thousand miles distance, a mile apart, and we're struggling. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll do our best this week. What did you make of the Champions League football, uh, specifically Paris's win in Munich? I thought it was an extraordinary game, um, watching it, uh, Keezy. I, 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 first of all, it was a game that was it was so open, it was unbelievable. Um, I couldn't believe the scoreline at the end. Uh, Bayern Munich, when they woke up the next morning and went into training, must have sat, still be sat there with heads on hands thinking, how on earth have we walked away from that game, having put that much into it, that many chances, opened up the defence time and time again, and we've come back and we've lost the game 3-2. <laughs> Barry Saint-Germain mm. must have been thinking, wow. Thank goodness for a front lot that can exploit defences the way they can and can finish with such clinical ability. Um, I just, I, I know, we know Pochettino, and, and I know that you will think if they play like that, 
in the second leg, there's every chance, and I hate to say this, there's every chance that Bayern Munich won't be as wasteful as they were in the first game. They've got to defend better by uh, Paris Saint-Germain, mm. absolutely. But the threat's always there with Mbappe, with Neymar and the form they were both in. Um, but defensively, I thought they, they were they were so open. And but for Kaylor Navis and, and and wasteful finishing, uh, they could have they could have really lost that game. I always thought second half it started. I knew Bayern Munich were going to score. I, I, I just couldn't see Paris keeping them out. But there's always that counter attack. There's always that break with Mbappe with the pace that he has. He will destroy anybody. So I think Pochettino will know mm. that his team have got to defend better next week. I don't know if Lewandowski's going to be fit. I don't know if Nabry's going to be fit. If those two would had been playing last night or in Wednesday, then I'm not so sure the score line would have stayed at three two because I think Lewandowski would would so, certainly so, have finished them off. Yeah. So bearing in mind we've got a whole host of new mm. listeners in in Munich. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you say I hate to say this. Uh, I mean, on what basis is it that you hate to say it? Well, only because I live in Qatar and <laughs> the sponsored by sponsored by Paris, really. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge admirer. What, and I said that on the night, Bayern Munich were an amazing side on the night. They we're wondering how on earth they haven't won. And I guarantee you, if yeah. you gave Hansi Flick the same performance next week, exactly the same performance, offensively, mm. then I think he would grab you and say, thank you, I will take that because I know my team mm. will not be as wasteful as they were. And I don't know, as I say, we don't know if Lewandowski and Nabry are going to be fit to play. And if they are, then this game is far from over, Richard. Even though Paris scored three, it is far from over. I thought the other game... Just, just the other game, little... I mean, I thought the other games, I thought, the... briefly, I thought Liverpool were awful. I don't know what happened to them. First half, Mm. Uh, that was as poor as I've ever seen from Liverpool in a big game in that first 45. A little bit of second half, but they're still in it. Just uh, Chelsea, good result, but I expected them to beat Benfica. I uh, don't expect any problems from, from them in that respect. I still think there's a bit for City to do. The threat from Dortmund uh, is there, um, but City looked okay. Uh, again, could have won by more. And they'd be disappointed they conceded the manner that they did. So slight favourites, but only slight favourites. Equally, Andy, equally, j- j- just two things for me. On. One, mo- most people listening to this, I, I, I think, will will have listened to the same uh, commentary source as you and I, which is the overseas mm-hmm. commentary, yep. um, which was led by Martin Tyler for us That's right. with Alan Smith. Um, uh, the, the the effects of VAR on on everything that we watch these days as far as football is concerned for me has 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 had an adverse impact but what a shame that commentators now can't celebrate goals because they're unsure also uh, i mean as paris get their second poor old martin didn't quite know what to say and do no, I know. um it 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 it's it's a real pity that and those of us who have, have listened to the overseas uefa commentary will understand what i'm talking about um and and with Manchester City, I, I, I mean, you you say in terms of performance, yes, but in terms of incident, um, h- how on earth did they get out of that? Because Bellingham's goal is a good goal. Oh, that was a, that was a, um, that, that was the most referee. piece of refereeing I've seen for a long time, Jesus. I I, I don't get Scandalous. it. Scandalous. I, I, it's ridiculous. Um, Bellingham does nothing wrong. His toe is pointed down. His boot is, his studs are not showing. 
goalkeeper kicks him and then makes a meal of it. So, you yeah. know, uh, th- th- his, his decision to blow his whistle was, was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Just but let you the see, damn thing go. This is my problem. Well, I've got many problems with VAR, yeah, we all, we uh, have, as yeah. you well know. Yeah. We both have. Yeah. We share that. Yeah. But but w- w- what I don't get is if, if we're looking to deliver perfection, then for me, it doesn't matter whether the referee whistles or not. That's an irrelevance or should be. The incident itself should be looked at on its merits and decision should be goal, whether the whistle's gone or not. I I, I mean, they tie us and themselves in knots with this nonsense about, well, the referee blew so VAR couldn't intervene. Sorry, no, wrong. Of course it can. If you're looking to get the decision correct, do it. Did they actually think that uh, Bellingham was going to miss it? I mean, trust me, think of the instance. Did they actually think the kid <laughs> was actually going to miss it? So by blowing his whistle, it meant that the pressure was off and he just rolled in an empty net. No, no, the kid was going to do exactly what he Nonsense. did. Regardless of the whistle went or not, it was, uh, it was the most ridiculous decision. Yeah. Uh, definitely one out of jail. Definitely one out of jail for City. Uh, the referee, Octavian Savre, who was later caught on camera asking Erling Haaland for an autograph, asked him to sign one of his yellow cards. Uh, UEFA is set to reinforce its guidance to referees that they should not ask players for autographs. They always will. Uh, I would suggest to you the crime is getting caught. Don't get caught on camera. It's a far better idea to do it within the privacy of the dressing room area, surely. Exactly. I mean, that's just... The two bad decisions that I've made that night. <laughs> uh, upcoming, um, Matthew Lorenzo Productions. Yeah. Um, a documentary on Manchester United, Andy. Yeah. Uh, from 68 right. all the way through to 99. Uh, Eric Cantona is uh, is voicing. Okay. Um, all sorts of contributed. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, Giggs and Beckham, Schmeichel, Robson, as you would expect. Wow. Um, but also, I'm, I'm really pleased to say, Tommy Doherty. Now, the, the reason I say that is that our guest this week played for the Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been of the opinion that, look, we, we'll never know. Um, but but two things on Tommy Doc. I, I think Manchester United have tried to wipe him from history. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I hope not. And I, I think that's, that's a that, – that's a, well, you, it, it, the, uh, who do we talk about? Yeah, no, Manchester United, Busby naturally, yeah. inevitably. I mean, that's a, that's a and Ferguson, and for six years, Fergie really struggled. Yeah. Why do we not talk about Tommy Doc? Given the same time, I think Doc would have delivered what Fergie did. And I think that that's what gnawed away at Tommy for many, many years mm-hmm. after he left the football club. In in circumstances that today we we wouldn't blink an eye at, but but obviously then you fall in love with a physio's wife you're celebrating at a cup final dinner and the story breaks yep. 48 hours later, you're sacked by Louis oh. Edwards. Um, wouldn't happen now, would it? By the way, you go on to marry, you go on to marry the woman and you live the rest of your life with her, Mary. And, and live, that's exactly right. Live the rest of your life yeah. with her. Yeah. So yeah. I, I so, so that's very timely yeah. that I read that today I because our, our, our guest and, and uh-huh. um, a number of different ways that you could introduce him. One is that there's a station named after him in London. Um, is that? Uh, yeah, I'll come back to that later. Well, it's not necessarily named after him. It shares the same oh, well, name. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, really? A station? 
Yeah. Well, I'm racking my brain here. Wow. He was, well, what's his name? Don't yet mention it. What's his name? That's the name of the station. I'm not really. I've never heard that. Um, he, he was, yeah. I, I don't think he had enough time doing what he did. Uh, he was the original Merlin. Uh, Manchester City fans won't forgive us because, of course, yeah. David Silva took on that mantle. But he was the original Merlin. He was um, over a century of matches for Manchester United. Absolutely sensational. The name of that railway station, Andy, is Gordon Hill <laughs> in the London borough of Enfield. I've never heard of it. And Gordon Hill joins us from the States. Gordon, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. And lovely to say hello to you two guys. I haven't seen you for a long time. What? I, well, you just be the last, trust the last me. time I saw you, Gordon, you were, it was your heels running away from me. That was the only thing I can remember. <laughs> Well, I'm on, I'm, on an ellipt- I'm on an elliptical machine at the moment, Andy, and I've been here for about, <laughs> must be about 45, 50 minutes, and I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> it's like being on the... So like, you're working like out then, Gordon. The, like I'm, sit- I'm, uh, Sorry, it's like sitting on the M25, going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> did, by the way, Gordon, did, did you know this railway station existed? Yes, I did. It was brought to my light when I was at Millwall. Um, and I said, "All those years ago." Yeah, I thought someone's taken the Mickey, and then someone yeah. sent me a picture, and I just went, "Oh my gosh!" And it's in Enfield as well, which yeah. I played around that area, but I'm sure it's not named after me. <laughs> oh, I think no, it may be. No, I think it I, may be. I, I would claim it. It's nine nine miles and sixty nine chains, whatever that is, down the line from London's King's Cross on the Hartford Loop line. It's in Travel Card Zone 5, Andy, just in case you're actually interested. And it's a line operated by Great Northern. I knew you'd know exactly where it was and all the really goes with it and explaining it. Well done. Excellent stuff. Richard, Richard, that's absolutely fantastic information. I'll stick it away and put it in my file. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll forget it immediately, Gordon. I'm just going to forget it. I know. It as soon as I can. <laughs> it's lovely, though, isn't now, it? <laughs> You two boys talking have two things in common and neither of you will yet know what no. those two things are. So let me explain. Okay. One, well, okay. Gordon, meet Andy, who's sitting in Qatar in lockdown, having just yeah. undergone replacement knee surgery. Do you two wish to talk about that? Oh, absolutely, Ooh. if he wishes. How long ago was it, Andy? Uh, six weeks, seven weeks, Gordon. 
Well, I've had mine for yeah. a year, and I'm playing again, kicking the ball again, and I'm on the elliptical machine doing an hour a day. So love I've it. had it oh, 40 years. Because I heard... It, you'll love I, it. I heard so many horror really stories, Gordon. So no, please. no. Yeah. Please, you have to take a regime, and that is to keep on moving it, working it, and build yeah. up. Don't expect it to do it on its own. It will not. No, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Well, that's good news. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. No. I'm glad we've it's called you. brilliant. <laughs> well, I wish, I, had, I wish I'd had it 20 years ago, but the technology wasn't. And I think you'll find you'll we'll ask about it, it's only a ten year one. Now it's a twenty to twenty five years. That's, so, right. that's the first thing. The second thing you two have in common is oh, you both one. signed professional yes, you both signed professional football contracts with a club having no idea what they were going to pay you. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Uh, that's incredible. that's very, very incredible that but I think it, for that day, I think a lot of players did that because they just wanted to play. They loved the game so much. Yeah, correct. Correct, Gordon. You know. I, yes, but Gordon, mm-hmm. you, you signed for Manchester United and had not a clue no. what you'd signed for. No, no. I mean, when you're on 60 quid at <laughs> Millwall and you go to Man United, the train ticket costs more. So <laughs> when, you, when you get to Old Trafford and you're sitting with the likes of Sir Matt Busby, Louis Edwards, Tommy Doherty, Frank Blundstone, the great Jimmy Murphy and Tommy Cavana, it's very difficult sitting there on your own as a 19-year-old boy to say, no, I'm going home. Very difficult. <laughs> yeah. You know, but and I, think, I forgot. I think- I think there's where the resemblance ends, Gordon, because you did that with all the pressure of those famous names and that famous club. Yeah. I signed my contract with the greatest of respect, signing for Dundee United with wee Jim McLean across the table glowering at me. So there was a slight difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the funny thing about it was, was when I walked out and I was standing at the Piccadilly for that night, I remembered going down the stairs and went, oh, I better ask this question. So I walk up and I knock on the door <laughs> and they they open the door. They've got a bottle of champagne and Louis Edwards and that have got a cigar. And I said, excuse me, I don't want to bother you. I said, but could you tell me how much am I going to get? And the doc turned around and the doc would and turned around and said, don't worry, son, we'll look after you. And from that day, <laughs> and from that day I'm still scratching my head. Wow, brilliant! Fantastic story. Well, you can't really you, see, you can't really get away from somebody that uh, took the Scotland squad, Aston Villa, Andy, as you know, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But he was a he was a true football man, true and true. Now you see, if you don't mind, Gordon. No. The, 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 I, I know you've done this recently. I know you've spoken to Manchester United podcast as well, and I, I've listened back to a lot of it today, and it, it's fascinating. But a number of places, they didn't take you. Here's one. I got to know the doc really well when he'd left Manchester United. He worked for us at Piccadilly. Right. And I loved every piece of him. He was generous. Yes. He was thoughtful. He was giving. He was caring. And I've always been of the opinion, 
working with him was special. Yes. I don't know if I could have worked for him, and there's a difference. Yes. I, would I be right? Yeah, you would, Peter. I mean, we've had players that have come in to the club, and Andy was rightfully so. It's the steeped in tradition and quality and class at the very top when you've got people like Willie Morgan and other players talking out. I don't think that is, a, it is right that they can have a go at him like that. He's had to do a job. He's had to get yeah. rid of yeah. the 68 squad that won the European. They were fantastic. He had to change it. Otherwise, the ghost would have been there and it would have been very hard. Yeah. Very hard indeed for him to chase it until the likes of Bobby, thank you, Dennis, bye-bye, Willie, bye-bye. You know, what promises yeah. he makes was what he made. But you, you missed out one word. What does he take? And the, what, he's, mm. what he takes, he takes the success of what he wants and puts it on the field. And he'd done that with us. Yeah. And he built. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. That's that's. I, I look. It's really hard because I know Willie well, and, and you know I like Willie and I Dennis. Love I love to bits, and you know. Yeah. But but everybody's got their own story about. I mean, putting Dennis out in that number four jersey just to let him know that time was up, son. You know. Yeah. You got to go. Um. You know, all, all those things, but but you but you're right with with Bestie. Uh. You know they, they were desperate to get him going, weren't they? But it. it yeah, Tom right. knew. It's over. It's over. And we've got to move forward. And The other thing, Gordon, I always think with him, and I just said it to Andy, if he'd been given time, do you think we would ever have heard of Alex Ferguson? No. No, I don't. It's not being rotten to Alex Ferguson. What he achieved was magnificent. What he'd done for the club was magnificent. But the doc was special as well because the doc, when we played against the European teams, and Andy knows this well, it doesn't matter whether you're Aston Villa, Liverpool, or Man United. You want to bring the cup back to England. Doesn't matter where. Mm. And the and the pride and the 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 um, adrenaline to do that brings you out as a team, as a player. And I think if you look at what he wanted, he had to get rid of before he bought in. And we've got to remember as well, Sir Matt was still at the back on the back scenes. Yeah, he was. So, yeah. so you've got to look at that. And I used to sit with Sir Matt, talk with Sir Matt. He's a football man as well. But I think both of them at the end of the day understood what he had to do. And it's like, well, you can't get rid of Sir Matt. Unfortunately, it happened. And the same way as you talk about Dave Sexton with me. Oh, great mm -hmm. man. But accidents, and he, and it happened. And I was on my way. So football has a funny way of putting you up there and hitting you hard on the way down. And you've got to be able to face it, especially now with the media and the exposure they get. But... Mm. I look at the drive. I don't see the drive. I see it's very money orientated now. And it's not like me and Andy where we couldn't shake together a shilling. <laughs> <laughs> Just about, you know. 
I'm just thinking, God, but that, that, do you think, go on, Andy. Do you think in his way um, that maybe Tommy was laying the, the foundations almost of modern Manchester United? You know, you two flying wingers, yes. two front men, and very much yes. the way that Alex said. He was building a team like that. Do you think that almost became the blueprint for Manchester United yes. and what Manchester United fans wanted to see? Well, I, I, I agree with you totally. But let's go back before that. I think Samat put that out there as well. Yes, yeah, he did. He had, right. he had some great wingers, great defenders, great midfielders. Weren't the best, but they played together. And what the doc got mm. was all of us. And and you guys know we only played with eleven sub, eleven players and one sub. So you had to stay yeah. there. Did you? I, I, I actually, Gordon, I have to say I didn't know that. My dad has told me about that period of time uh, many, many yeah, occasions. But no, you know fine well. Get I, off. I really didn't know that. No. Ignore them, brother. I mean. Uh, you're, you might have got a game if there was 24, Rich, but you ain't getting a game in the 12. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it, Gordon? I mean, I, I know, look, the king of the Cockneys, Merlin, uh, many things, um, names that accompanied you, and a, a fantastic century of games, um, two in the semi-finals, we've just heard. But, but, what, you, you were frightened, weren't you? You were yes. frightened of the stage. Yes, very much. Um, and yet D- Doc managed to get out of you something really special. How? Um, well, Benny Fenton said, I just want to let this kid play because he's got so much potential. If I try to harness it, it might not work. So when I went to United, BD said, just go out and do what you did you know, against us when we played in the second division. Go out and be yourself. Now, that was reflected on by the boys as being an arrogant Londoner. And it wasn't, Richard, Mm. until this very day. It wasn't. I wasn't confident, but when I was on the field, man, I I wanted it. And that confidence came out when I wanted, when I scored one, I wanted two. If I could score two, I wanted three. And I also wanted to create for centre-forwards, like Andy, Stuart Pearson, Jimmy Greenoff. Yeah. I mean, so it was a case of, you couldn't say, well, we're changing the sub at 72 minutes. You had nothing to come on. <laughs> and it was, but once you disarrayed that system, once you disarrayed that system, WeD came on, and Dave McCreary was fantastic. But coming yeah. on, not playing the whole game. And each team has had it. Liverpool, David Fairclough. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so it, it goes through that if you had an injury on a Saturday, you had treatment for the Sunday, you was considered for the team midweek or, or on the Saturday. But they wanted you, they put the emphasis on getting you fit for that game. You had to get fit for that game. Because otherwise, he's pulling up young... And he was very good with young players, Tommy was. He'd bring up young players to come with the squad. To get to know, to get to experience, and to see the way the game was played. And I don't think it changed with Samet Busby. 
Brian Kidd. Um, yeah. Sammy, yeah. Ma- Sammy McElroy. They came through the system. So yeah, they did. It, it's, it's, you know, Jimmy Nichol, Arthur Orbiston, fabulous players for their but, but what what did Doc have? What did Doc have, Gordon? That gave. I mean, it was a fabulous football team. What was it that he had that gave you guys a desire and a belief to want to play for him? A suitcase full of cash. <laughs> <laughs> no. With <laughs> 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 yeah. That's right. Hey, that's, that's, that's a miss, Richard, because we're still waiting for our cup final winning bonus from him. <laughs> be hard to get it now. Well, it would, uh, but he wasn't there long enough after the game, for goodness sake. He was gone no, within 48 hours. No. <laughs> for two years, for two years, the situation had developed. And we didn't realise when we were standing at Motram Ball. Laurie would come and chuck us in to make sure we we're up. Didn't realise the boss was gone. And for two years, uh-huh. may God be my witness, we knew nothing, nothing at all. And it was like unbelievable when it broke. Sammy and myself in Ibiza having a quick break. Could not believe it when the, the Daily Paper read it out. Doc sacked. Affair with Mary Brown. You're kidding me, Sammy. No, Gordy, he said, I'm telling you. He said, the club will not stand for it. They are tradition. The club will sack it. Wow. And guess what? We get back to Old Trafford, and the dock has been gone. Let's all make sure. So and, uh, wow. I just just need to run this part. Just, just one more time, Gordon. So Laurie Brown was tucking the boys into bed yeah. whilst Tommy was get, getting into his bed. Well, it might have been, yeah, and it weren't a flower bed. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know. Look, we, 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 we've spoke to so many people, Gordon, and had uh, real fun with the podcast. Um, thank you for spending time with us on, on the bike. Uh, so it. you've done really well. That's the good news, Andy. Bad, you, are you finished? Bad news. Bad news. I've got a person about five yards in front of them, and I still never overtook them. I'm pissed. Oh, good luck. Not happy with that. Why, what, why is Merlin, why, why did Merlin find the United States more pal- palatable yes. than, than he did England? It's a very good question, actually, Rich. I, I, I look at, I, I develop a lot of young players and to put back into the game, I, I get hold of these players and I let them express themselves and, and basically exactly what the doc did and what I was taught all the way through was to, you know, let them play. Let them play. Teaching the basics, you know, and, you know, the three yeah. words we use is CPM, control, pass, and move. You learn that, you go in there in the world and play. And the Americans are very, very into it, but they're too serious at times. They've got to start lighting up. And I see that. I've been here a few years. and I live in Seattle, which is on the West Coast. Oh, and lovely. it's just like lovely. England. It's just like England. I'm not too far from the mountains. Um, and it's the weather is exactly the same. So, Andy, I want to ask you a question, please. Do you feel concerned when you look at all the players, like, you know, that have passed away? And, and because she was a fantastic centre forward, you know, and I'd love to put balls on your head. But if you think about it, 
with this dementia and everything else that's going around at the moment, it must be a concern to like myself who didn't head that much, but yourself that was a really predominant header. Does that worry you sometimes? Yeah. Listen, at, at my age, um, and I'm 65 now, um, Gordon. So I'm a couple of years. I think a couple of years younger than you. Um, yes, so yeah, I'm 65. I did head a lot of balls. So yeah, yeah, you did. There's you always concern. You've got to be concerned. You've got to be a little concerned. Yeah. At the moment, things feel good. Things feel fine. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm so pleased. Uh, so I, I take a lot, but I, 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 I get concerned because. Too many of, of our of our, of our you know generation players yeah. that we played with, yeah, are, are, are passing away too, and and lots of them didn't hit the football court. Lots of them. No, you I know, know. I don't remember. I mean, it's Peter scary. Lorimer. I don't remember Peter Lorimer being header of the football. You know, I no, don't remember I don't people either. like little Nobby Styles being header of football. Yeah, Nobby at United yep. wasn't a great header. Martin Peters no. wasn't a great header of a football. So I, no. I don't know. So yes, I'm concerned, obviously, but. At the moment, things are okay with me at the moment. But I don't, I don't, see, I don't look at it like that. I look at it like that we didn't head a lot of balls, but in the training, we did head a lot of balls. That's where they're saying that the damage yeah. is being done in your training sessions. In could games, could be. one head would be, but, but I, I'm, you know, I've, I wanted to ask that because, as I said, we lose friends every day and it's sad. You know, yeah, we do. It, it is, it is, desperately so. It, yeah. it is life. And yeah. it's nice to see that the FA are now trying to do something which is way, way should have been done years and years and years ago. And the P- and, the, and the PFA, who have, who have really, yeah. really, you know, Gordon Taylor, and, and you and I know Gordon, and I know him very I'm ashamed, Gordon, that you didn't pick it up earlier and didn't do it because you didn't think of the welfare of the players. Now, with all the money in the game, you should be loading it into making sure that people have a, you know, a players that have performed and and put you in your position have really got a lot to be thankful for. I have to say, Gordon, I think that he would himself feel that same way. I think it's, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I have spoken to him on a number of occasions about many different things down the years, but I, I think that's an area that, 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 um, that they missed and they could and should have done a whole lot more with. Merlin, the king of the Cockneys, Gordon Hill, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Look after yourself over there. Thank you. And Andy, look after your knee. And Richie, be safe, okay? And be careful. Look, you too, my friend. Look after yourself, Gordon. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Gordon Hill. what a boy, what a boy, Andy! And it's funny that, isn't it? <laughs> on, on the face of it, when when th- th- those that remember that era well, uh, you, you you'd look at Gordon and you'd say, "What a confident boy!" And yet, quite the opposite. Yeah. And, that, and that's the case with so many players, isn't it? Hey, you're talking to one. Well, am I? Yes. When I was a kid, absolutely. And when I was growing up, being a footballer, confidence, no. I always wondered, even when I was scoring goals at the rate I did. I was always going to address him and wonder am I playing this week or not. Yeah, I, I, honestly, had I done enough? And, oh, yeah, I wasn't the most confident person. It, it, it helped with age. But no, no, I never, ever, ever thought, yeah, I'm on the side, no problem, I don't care. No, I was a bit like Gordon in that respect as well. It's another thing we had in common. So, so when do you think that that changed, if ever, that you started to believe 
that you were good at what you did? Probably when I when, when I got transferred from Villa to Wolves for, for, for the amount that I did for the, for the record fee. I mean, I, I couldn't not I couldn't ignore the fact that somebody had paid an awful lot of money then for for my services. So I probably realised then at Wolves that I would be playing at Wolves because they spent so much money on me that you know I wasn't not going to be in the team initially. But I always felt that if I didn't perform, then that wouldn't guarantee me a place. I never took it for granted that I'd always be in the team, put it that way. But Gordon would talk about and has elsewhere about lying in the bath at Manchester United and and hearing hearing footsteps of supporters. Um, I mean, a bit like Highbury, I suppose. The dressing rooms were so close yeah, to the yeah. to the outer rim of the stadium. Of, you know, windows open, and you can hear supporters and be concerned then about going and playing in front of them and performing. Were you like that? Oh no, I wasn't like that. No, I always. I, I mean, I enjoyed the supporters. I loved that, that. I had a really good relationship with supporters at most clubs I played at, if not all. Yeah, I mean, I know I loved that. I loved the, the the fact that supporters were there and and with you or not. Well, mainly majority with you. So it was a case of uh, excuse that doorbell, Richard. As we that's just finish off here. Time to go, time, Andy, because I, 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 I think your lockdown meal has arrived, hasn't that's it? My, yeah, that's my quarantine meal just been picked up from the door. <laughs> well, listen, you go and get your meal, and I'll just finish this up. Okay. Yeah. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. We look forward to spending time with you next week. Uh, don't forget. Um, tell your mates now you found us, if indeed that is the case, where you found us. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod, yeah. Keys A N D Grey Pod. And I hope whatever it is you're eating tonight, Andy, is both palatable um, and enjoyable. And oh, I, look forward, I look forward to spending time with you next week. I literally will see you yes. then. Yes. All right, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter af alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.